and the spirit man. But now we're going against the spirit right now because people are all worried about this virus. Um, these things are coming against us to destroy our families, uh, destroy our nation, destroy uh, things and people around us. But God has the last say so. But on these times, we have to really know and trust who God is in us. And the Bible says that no weapon formed against us, which means that there will be a formation. There will be trials. There will be tests. But all that means is that God is still in control of our lives and everything that's around us. Uh, when you turn on the TV and you see that uh, the, 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 the schools are closing and and all these things, that this is this is a form of end time prophecy or prophetic calling. And so this is one of the reasons we have to have a relationship with Christ, not so much going to church, and we need to be in a part of a church. But we have to know that we know that we know the God that we serve. And that's all that really matters right now is knowing who the God that we serve. And our God is Jesus Christ, the living God, the same God that created the universe, the same God that spoke the world into existence, the same God that allowed our mothers and our fathers to be born, that same God that we serve today, um, and stuff like that. So, again, going to the book of Ephesians, which is in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Ephesians 6. And we're going to start at the... Tenth verse. Here, the book of Ephesians was written by Paul. Paul was a radical person. He was a man of God. But before he gave his life to Christ, Paul was a rebel. Paul was present when um, one of the other couple of other disciples. Um, were killed. Paul was basically a part of the enemy at one point. But God knocked him down off of a horse and um, he acknowledged Christ. And God changed his life. And he wrote a third of the New Testament. Again, Paul was a radical man. Paul decided that whatever he did really bad, he did it really bad. But when he changed his life, he became a good Christian, a godly Christian that loved God and decided that he was going to bring uh, people into the fold and making him to become a part of Christ's kingdom. Well, here the book of Ephesians is teaching us how to recognize our enemy. In the natural, for example, let's say we had the 
the United States Army and another army. Let's say it's Russia's army. The first thing we would see, we would recognize is are they a Russian army or an American army? So we have to recognize which army that you are in as a believer in Christ. Are you a believer in Christ? Are you a believer, um, the other guy, the one who's not serving God, the one that's doing all kinds of things, those that are not um, um, living like Christ wants us to live. So it's, it's a battle. It's a force between good and evil, kind of like when the, um, the the cowboys and Indians, the old movies, and you'd have to watch the, the cowboys um, with their hats and stuff, and the Indians that have their under their hats and stuff. So it's a constant battle between good and evil um, until you make that decision whether who you want to serve, whether you want to serve God or you want to serve the enemy. And let's say that you have now have changed your life and said, now I've given my life to Christ, and so... The fight begins. Some people tend to believe that when you give your life to Christ, that everything's going to be good, going to be wonderful, everything's going to be happy. But it begins the beginning of the battle because Satan wants to fight for your soul. But Christ has already won your soul once you've given your life to Christ. But every day brings a new experience. Every day comes a new trial. Every day comes a situation, whether it's on the bus or in the traffic or in the gas station or in the laundromat. You come through different situations that test you as to whether you belong to Christ or you don't. Here, Ephesians 6 and 10 is giving us uh, explanation of what are your weapons? How can I defeat the enemy or how I can defeat Satan? How I can defeat those things, whether it's something physical like a gun or or it's spiritual, whether you're drinking alcohol or whether you're getting high or whether you're doing things that are not godly according to the Bible, not what I say, but what the Bible says. So these are weapons that you can fight the enemy now that you have given your Christ yourself to Christ. And it's important to know your weapons. Whether you have a big gun or a little gun. Whether you have a gun that can maybe shoot about 500 feet away or 200 feet away. You have to know your weapons and how you can fight the enemy um, because if you don't, he will take you out. Whether it is in a... Sometimes we have dreams, people have dreams that will wake you up in the middle of the night. Those are spirits. Um, so we have to know how to be able to fight against the fight, whether it's dreams or or lottery or anything um, running around and cheating and lying, all these things. Once you give your life to Christ, as long as we're on this in this body or this earth suit, your outer man, as long as we're in this earth 
foods. We're going to come against principalities. We're going to come against kingdoms. We're going to come against darkness. We're going to come witchcraft. All these things are out out there to take us out so that we won't uh, at one point enter into the kingdom of God and see Jesus for ourselves. So that's why it's important to know uh, what your weapons are. So we're going to start again in Ephesians 6 and 10. Father, we thank you for the word and we thank you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you for just being God all by yourself. God, open my heart, my mind, my spirit that they can receive the word that you have put in me tonight for them. God, we thank you, God, I come against every spirit, the spirit against fear, fear of this virus, fear for our children, fear for not our bills getting paid, fear. We come against every fearful spirit in the name of Jesus because, God, we trust you. We believe you, and we know you said that you will take care of us. So we thank you now. We plead the blood of Jesus over our children, our grandchildren, our cousins, our nieces, our nephews, everything not like God, everything that would hinder us or block us or stop us and not knowing who you are. And we thank you in advance. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. All righty. Now. All righty. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Um, thank you, Jesus. He is so good. Um, and then you said Ephesians 6 and 10. Okay. Let's start. Let's start with one Ephesians. Okay. Okay. All right, starting from which verse? Ten. Okay, the tenth verse. All right, the tenth verse. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Right. Those words. It says, finally. Okay, this is the last chapter of this book here. Right. So, so he ended up, or he begins to start at the 10th verse, and he says, finally, which means in the end or conclusion. One Bible mm-hmm. says, in the conclusion of the matter. But he says, mm-hmm. finally, my brother. In other words, he's talking to the saints, he's talking to the believers. Um,. He's talking to them and letting them know that we're going into a battle. I'm finishing this chapter, but mm-hmm. when I finish this chapter, I want you to know who your God is. I want you to know the power of who he is. Mm-hmm. And then he says this. Is, he says, be strong. He doesn't want us to be wimpy. Doesn't want us to be crying all the time. Yeah, we all have a tendency to cry or get full with water in our eyes. Mm-hmm. But Paul says, trust God. And he says, and be strong. Be strong in the Lord. 
be strong physically, but also be strong spiritually. Meaning no matter what's going through in your heart or in your life or your situation, Paul says to you, brothers and sisters, trust in the Lord. Be strong. Be strong. Be strong. No matter what's happening around you, no matter what's going on in your lives, no matter what you've gone through all day long, it looks like sometimes all hell has bust loose in your life and you might have had a terrible day and maybe you just feel like you just want to give up. But Paul's saying to your brother, be strong. Hold on. Hold out. Don't give up. It's almost over. I got you. I got you. I got you. You know, be strong. Don't give up. He said, finally, my brethren, saints, be strong. Be powerful. Don't quit. Don't die. Don't lay down and say, okay, that's it. I'm finished. I'm done. It's over now. Because as long as you have, we have um, uh, air in our lungs, we can continue to do what God will call us to do. He said, be strong in the Lord. He didn't say be strong with the devil. He didn't say be strong with your husband. Be strong with your sisters and brothers. Be strong. Those are good things. But the ultimate strength must come from God within. God is not an outside God. God is an inside God. He lives in us. When you give um, your life to Christ, he now has stepped in spiritually inside of this body and said, I got the power now. I'm God. I'm large in charge. So that's why he says, be strong in the Lord. It says, and, and means and also, in the power of his might. So we're not moving by how we feel. We're moving by what has happened or has not happened. We're not moving by what happened yesterday or even tomorrow. He said, but he says, be strong in the Lord, in the power of his might. His might is Jesus. His might is God. He is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I want you to be the strong, be strong in his might. Be strong, be strong. It's almost like a, a man flift, uh, flexing his arms and, and, and lifting up his big old muscles. Because God wants us to be strong in him. Not strong in our jobs. Not strong in the, somebody else's money. Depending on them. He said, but be strong. Church, I want you to be strong. People, be strong. Kids, mama, daddy, baby, them, be strong in the Lord. Don't trust. Don't worry about other things. But trust in me. I am God. I am Elohim. I am the God more than enough. I will provide. 
also that same power that spoke the whole world into existence, and not just this world, but the moons, the stars, the skies, the stratospheres, the hemispheres, everything that we can think, even imagine. God spoke all this stuff into existence at one time. Well, that's the same God God is talking about. He says, be strong in the Lord and be in the power of his might. And sometimes it might seem to be a little hard to standing in the in the power of his might, might when you look around and see everything around you. Because when you look at, turn the TV on for today, last couple of days on TV, and they talk about this 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 virus. Yes, you do have to wash your hands. Yes, to have protocols. Yes, but let me tell you what. The ultimate protection that we can have as believers is knowing Jesus Christ and the pardon of our sins. That's the ultimate, ultimate protection. You know, it's not the doctor, it's not the lawyer, it's not the teacher, it's not the preacher, but the ultimate protection lives in Jesus Christ. I heard somebody saying the other day, so, oh, I'm really afraid, but there's no fear in God. There's no fear in God. Knows no, I repeat that again. We cannot be in fear and be in God at the same time. Because fear and God can't live in the same body. So we have to learn to trust in the Lord. And whatever God says he's going to do, he's going to do it. If he says he's going to protect, he's going to protect. If he says he's going to provide, he's going to provide. If he says he's going to take care of you, he's going to take care of you. He says, I will, Jesus said, I will never leave you or even uh, forsake you even until the ends of the earth. We're talking about believers now. The Bible says that he says, I, Jesus, will never, ever leave you or forsake you even until the ends of the earth. And then he turned around and said, he said, be strong. Be powerful. Don't just fall out. Give up. But hold on to the unchanging hands of Jesus Christ himself. That's the same God that created the universe. That's the same God that's when you lie down to bed at night. That's that same God is sitting there covering over you and allowing you to wake up the next morning. That same God, that invisible force of God that sits in us, lives in us, washes us, cleanses us, holds us in the midnight hour. That same God when you have given your life to Christ. Again, he says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. And in the power of his might. Verse 11 says this, but put on the whole armor 
of God. The whole armor of God. That ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So now you recognize how we go through things. There is a spiritual battle. See, now, as long as you don't know there's an enemy, that's one thing. But when you recognize who God is, there's another war that comes out. Okay. It says, put on the whole armor of God. So there is a battle. There is armor. That's why one part of you would say, oh, i got to get up and go to work. And then another part of you says, no, lay down just a little bit longer because there's a battle. I myself, I go to Walmart sometimes. and Right when you go into Walmart, right when you get the checkout line, they put all this candy there and all these little knickknacks, and I'm trying to watch the sweets and stuff that I eat. Okay, and one part of me says, Oh, just get a little piece of candy. It won't hurt. And then the other part of me is just, no, no, you know you don't need that. Okay? Just like you might be um, deciding I want to um, go buy something uh, to the store because I just maybe need a slip or I need a uh, handkerchief or something. And you get in there and you say, oh, you know, that's so pretty. Um, let me get that. No. And the other part says, no, no, you know you don't have any extra money. So there's a spiritual battle, whether it's on your job and and the and the and the the the, the supervisor might just drive you crazy, you know. And one part to you say, you know, I'm so sick of this. I'm so sick of this. I just don't want to do this anymore. No I'm so sick. I don't even want to come back anymore. And the other part says, now you know, until you get another job, wisdom would say, let's wait till you find another job. You put your two week notice in and you go. So there's a constant battle, whether it's McDonald's or whether it's your clothes that you want to buy or uh, whether it's just whether you even want to get up and go to church that Sunday morning. One part say, well, I need to go to church. And the other part says, no, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm running all week long. So there's a constant battle in your mind and in your spirit and your will to do what is right. And it's much easier to do wrong than to do right. But the thing is this, is you have to realize who you serve and who you're serving and who at the end of the day when this earth, this body, has lied down into the grave, where will that other part of you want to end up? Whether you want to end up in eternity with Christ or you whether end up and take the elevator and go down. So there is a constant um, battle um, in your mind and in your spirit. So, um, so that says that says put the whole armor of God. It's almost like have you ever seen? Um, um, it's like a looks like a big old suit, and it's hard. And they put all these things, you, your whole body gets inside of it. 
and it's there to protect you. And when you're trying to be protected, it's in like a huge suit. And when you do that, what happens is it's almost like you know that God is trying to do things for you and help you, but it's in a constant, constant, constant battle because the enemy doesn't want you to live for him. And when you put on this suit, this suit of armor, you're protected from the enemy because you just can't sit there and be stuck by a javelin or anything else because your whole body is now protected. That's why he says, put on the whole armor. So you have to put it on. Put on living right for the Lord. Living um, for God in such a way that your whole life will be changed. Your children will see, Mama, there's difference about you. Your 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 friends will see that there's something different about you because you've put on that armor that I no longer do what I used to do. I'm no longer going to say what I used to say. I'm not no going to go longer while you drink what I used to drink because I am now a new creature in Christ and that we will never, ever, ever, ever be the same again. For that's why he said this. He says, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy. So now he's teaching us what we're fighting against. And he's saying, I'm fighting against those things that could destroy you. I'm fighting against those things that would hurt you, stop you, block you. And that's why he keeps telling you constantly to stand against the wiles of the enemy. Stand against those things. And that word um, uh, wiles, meaning different uh, levels of demonic forces against everything that would stop you and block you to even hearing or receiving the word of God. Again, there are, there, there are things that are coming against you to stop you, to block you, uh, and not the things so that you might not receive and accept the word of God. And it does that. He does it throughout um, the Bible that the enemy will try to block us and stop us and say, don't do this and don't do that. And it's only for their good, not for God's good, because Jesus loves us. But the enemy, his job description is to take you out at all costs. So that's why he talks about it. He says, Stand against. We've got to stand what? Against. Stand against. Not stand with them. But says stand against the wiles of the enemy. Again, there are different levels of demonic forces. Okay. Now, verse 12, it says, For we wrestle 
not against flesh and blood. Okay, so we're not wrestling against a person, a physical person. You know, like two guys in a ring and they're fighting one another and they're jabbing and they're jumping and this and other because they're trying to fight a battle. What here is not a physical battle, but it's a spiritual battle. That's why he says that. He says, we wrestle. We don't fight. We we wrestle not against flesh and blood, not my not my outer man, the flesh and blood. He says, but against. So we're fighting against principalities. We're fighting against forces, unseen forces, against things trying to stop us, uh, principalities, against powers. That's another level of demonic forces, you know, Sometimes they get in your sleep. That's a demonic force. He'll come in our spirit for no reason at all, or something evil, or something underhanded, or something. All of a sudden, this thing just pops in your mind, and and that's the last thing you want to think about because there are principalities, the rulers of darkness that are coming against our mind because Satan is constantly trying to stop our mind not functioning. Because if I get your mind, I got you. If I get your mind, you can't function. If I get your mind, you can't work. If I get your mind, you can't do anything. So that's why it talks about the we're wrestling not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. So here, this is what we're fighting against. It says, we are wrestling not against, but we're against, we're fighting against principalities, against powers, and against the rulers of darkness, of this world, okay? This world. So we're not, we're fighting against those things that are in this world that, that tries to take us out. That don't, he doesn't want us to have a, a sound mind. It doesn't want us to have a lot of things. But if I can get your mind, like I said, um, I got you. I got you. That's basically it. He says, so So now Paul's saying to us, this who your enemy is. It's not your mama. It's not your best friend. It's not your husband. But they're just using those vehicles to get through to you. Because, again, if I've got your mind, then I've got the rest of you. Okay? And that's why Satan attacks uh, a lot of people in their minds. Uh, and that's why uh, the boss, the, the Bible tells us, he says, Be ye renewed by your mind. Because the mind is the most powerful thing. I believe in your God, your mind, you've got. Um, because if you, if the mind doesn't tell you to walk, you won't walk. If your mind don't tell you to stand, your legs won't move. If your mind doesn't see, tell you to lift your leg or your, or your arms or anything else, if your mind doesn't function, you won't eat. And I can tell you that because from my experience, my mother had a, um, Alzheimer's 
and before she died, um, the doctor, and they would put food right in her mouth, and she would spit it out. So I remember asking the doctor, I said, doctor, I don't understand. And he said this, he said, if your mind does not tell you to eat, it won't eat. And if you don't eat long enough, it says that the 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 the, the body will start eating its own self till the till you don't eat and you just lose the weight and you eventually just die because the mind is not spoken to the rest part of the body to eat. So that's why it's important being be renewed by your mind. Okay. The spirit man comes from God. But nothing is moved in this body unless God allows it to happen. Okay? So that's why it's important to recognize who your enemy is. And your enemy is is Satan himself. The enemy doesn't want you to do anything. The enemy doesn't want you to go anywhere. The enemy doesn't want you to prosper. The enemy don't want you to do anything except do nothing. Be nothing. But God says that you can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So it's important to know those things that about um, knowing who you are and who your enemy is. Okay. Um, all right. Now let's go on to, um, okay, let's finish. Uh, verse 12, it says, um, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, we talked about those, against powers, against rulers, demonic forces, rulers of the darkness, okay, those are demonic forces, okay, and of this, of this world. So there are demonic forces in this world that's out there to take us out, to destroy us. It says, in of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So you mean there's wickedness in high places? Yes, there is. In the book of Job, um, Job wanted to take... Um, um, the, the devil wanted to destroy Job, and uh, God told him, He said, "Okay, I'll let you. I'll let you do what you need to do, what you want to do." He said, "But just don't take him. Don't take. Don't don't take his body. Don't don't take him away. You cannot destroy him." In other words, so yes, there's wicked, there are wicked things or spirits that have come out out to destroy us. Uh, whether it's mind, our body, our spirit, our children, our jobs, those things. Those things are sometimes allowed by God. But God is in control. There's nothing can happen unless God says so. Okay? Um, and you say, well, why would that be if he's a loving God? Well, he gives us the opportunity to make a choice as to what they, you want to do. He doesn't say, "Well, thus said the Lord, you're, um, you can, you're going to be saved today by my command." 
He says no because he loves us unconditionally. He says, I'm going to make that choice um, or allow you um, to make that choice. So that's what it was talking about in the 12th, 12th verse about principalities and powers of rulers of wicked and high places. Verse 13, it says, and will therefore take unto you, look at that, therefore take unto you, okay, the whole armor of God. So God gives us an armor? Yes, he does. God gives us armor. He says not just one or two, three, two or three things, but He's giving us the whole armor. In other words, I'm giving you, I'm giving you all the battle array. I'm giving you all the ways that you can defeat the enemy. I'm going to give you all the truth, everything, so you can beat the back the forces of hell in the name of Jesus. That's what He says. 13 says, he says, therefore, take unto you, therefore, the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. So you can withstand in the evil day. When the enemy comes, you can withstand it. You can say, God, I'm not going to get out. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to throw in the, uh, in the towel. You says, you can withstand you don't have to give up. You don't have to quit. You don't say, I ain't going to do this no more. You've got to withstand. Put them together. Withstand. Stand. With and stand. In the evil day. Withstand in the evil day. Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand the evil day. And having all done, to stand. So not just to stand, he said, but having all to do, stand. No matter what goes on, stand. Tears in your eyes, stand. Still feel like I don't know how I'm going to make it, but he said, stand. Even the evil day. Stand in the evil day. Having all to stand. Fourteen says it says that um stand therefore having your loins girth about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Okay, there are two kinds of weapons this chapter talks of. They are the offensive weapons. Those weapons are made to kill, destroy with. And there are the defensive weapons, those weapons that are protect your body, protect your mind, protect your spirit. Um, so now, first we're going to talk about the offensive weapon, since there's only one. So the offensive weapon is the Word of God. It's 
only one weapon, the Word of God. Do I knew my do I know my word? Do I know when I pray and study my word? Do I learn his values, his precepts, his understanding? Do not only know but I live what I say I'm living. Because anybody can say anything, anybody can read a book. But do you have the weapons and can you live by your word? So the only weapon, write this down, the the only weapon of offense is the word of God. So when any time the the devil comes after, the enemy comes, you said, give him his word back to him. Man shall not live by the word uh, bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So any time the enemy begins to talk to you, or give you ideas of what he's telling you to do, or say you tell him what the word says. And the only way you can give him the word is if you know the word. So it is the only offensive. That's the only thing that you can attack the enemy with. Okay. Now, all the other weapons is are, are defensive weapons. They are made to protect you. Okay. All the other weapons are there to protect you. All right. Okay, let's go to, I'll repeat again, number 14, to stand therefore having your loins girt about you with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. That's something to protect you. Your breastplate is covering your front of your body so that if somebody shoots an arrow to hit you, it'll just bounce off your chest because it's there to protect your body. Again, the only weapon of offense is to destroy the enemy with is with the word of God. Okay. All right, all right, let's see. Now, I'll do 14 again, make sure. It says, stand, therefore, having your loins girt about you with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. That chest cavity, that's the first place that the enemy, like I said, takes an arrow to shoot you. Well, your chest is covered. You're covered, and they can't destroy you. Verse 15 says, and your feet are shotted. See, over your feet, when they were in battle, there was something over your feet to cover you. So that if an arrow would shoot you in the foot, it would just bounce off because it has a covering over you. And that's what he talks about. He says, and your feet, those things that you walk on, those feet are shotted or covered with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So as saints, we must walk in peace, talk in peace, love in peace. So that's what God wants us to do as a people. Walk with peace. Give them the word and just go on. Not to argue about what the word says, but just 
um, do what the words say, which is that you're walking with your feet shotted, with the preparation, the covering of the gospel of peace. Verse 16, it says, and above all, take the shield of faith. Just like when you give your life to Christ, you have to do it by faith. By the same faith that the whole world was framed, he talks about, it says here, above all. Now, see, he's telling you something. It says above all, above above the, the, the everything else, the, the shoes, the, the, the shield. He said above all. He said taking the shield of faith, whereas ye shall be able to quench, that means stop, the fiery darts of the wicked. So when I got faith, I can stop the fiery darts of the wicked from aggravating me in my dreams, even when I'm awake, even when I'm on the job and I'm frustrated and aggravated. It says, above all things. Okay? Okay, verse 17 says, and take the helmet of salvation. That's like a hat. Okay? Take on the salvation, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So we've got to take on the helmet, okay, of salvation, that my God shall provide all of my needs, that God will take care of me, that God will provide me, God will make a way for me. I'm putting on my shield. I'm putting on my helmet of salvation and walking in the Spirit of God. And we go one more verse, number 18. And it says, praying always. I like that. Praying always with prayer and supplication. Now, Praying, we know what that is, communication and talk, conversation with God, always. That's what he says now, praying always, with all prayer and supplication. Supplication means um, I'm kind of like begging God. I'm interceding, I'm asking God for help. I'm asking God to forgive me. I'm asking God to hear my prayers. I'm asking God, God, I need you, where are you? So God wants us to be in supplication and in prayer always for those things because God is king of glory and these are his weapons, our weapons of our warfare. You can have preaching and preaching and preaching, but you must know these are his we- your weapons that I can move mountains, I can do anything when I've got the Word of God in me. But when I do not have the Word of God, I do not have my weaponry. When I do not have the Word of God, I'm not prepared. When I do not have the Word of God, I can be taken off. I can be picked off like a duck because I'm not ready and I'm not prepared for warfare. Again, any time I am not prepared 
when I do not have my word. I do not have my weaponry. I don't need to uh, read my, my word. I do not pray. I do not have a relationship with Christ. I am not prepared. And I can be pick, picked off one by one by one. That our minds have to be prepared for battle. Our spirits must have to be prepared for battle. Our souls must be prepared for battle. Because we are in a war fair. So we cannot get to the point that we're worried. Whether it was a virus or your kids, your job, and everything in your life, we have to be prepared with our word. So we cannot be picked off one by one by one. Because God knows the way that we take. Jesus loves us. And he will protect us. He will provide for us. Because he is God all by himself. He said, I will never leave you or I will never forsake you. Even until the ends of the earth, which means even when we die, the body will go to the ground, but our spirit man will see God one day. So let's not be worried, not be worried about our children, our husbands, their jobs, this this virus, the government, or anything. Just put your hand in the master's hand. Put your hand in the place where God can touch your heart. Your spiritual heart. But know that you are part of his kingdom. For he is mighty, strong in battle. He is the God of more than enough. He is the God of a second chance. He is a God that says, I shall provide all of your needs. Because God is the omnipotent one. He is the glorious one. He's El Shaddai. And there's no other God like our God. He died on a cross for you and I. He died on a cross just for you and I. Imagine that. I don't know too many people that would die on a cross for us. In fact, nobody that I know of anyway. But when you give your life to Christ, and he will change your whole life. But there's a process of growing, a process of of growing and learning, a process because we now become a new baby again. We're no longer the old person, but we are now become a new creature in Christ. And so we have to go through a process of knowing who Jesus is for ourselves. Even though I've been preaching the gospel for many years, I say to God every night, God, cleanse me, wash me, hold me in the palm of your hand. Because, God, I want to be like you are. There's no other God like our God. So you take that chapter, 
Ephesians 6 and 10 on down. And those are one of the scriptures that I read every day. So, because you know who your enemy is. You know who the enemy is out to pick you off by one by one. Whether it's dreams, sadness, depression, loss, loss of family members. We have to know who our Jesus Christ is. Because there's no other God like our God. And we must know who we are serving and whose God is our God. Father, we thank you tonight for the word. Um, I know there are people that are listening. But I know, God, that you gave me this tonight for a reason. Pray for your children. God knows what he's doing. We don't have to understand what's going on, but we do must trust God. Get in your word. Tell the Lord you're sorry for your sin and become a new creature in Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. I tell you thank you. And I thank you for allowing me to listen to me to minister to you tonight in the word of God. For there's nothing like in our Jesus. There's nothing like our God. And we say that no weapon, nothing that's formed against us shall stop us or block us for our destiny and our mm. destination in God. For we are your people. We are the sheep of your pastor. And we enter into these gates with thanksgiving and praise. Amen. And amen. Amen. We thank you for tuning in to ELI Prophetic Shift on tonight, a mantle of prayer. I want to add one scripture to it, uh, Prophetess Lane, uh, yes. Romans um, 8 and 38. Um, yeah. uh, that's one of my favorite ones, too, and it talks about, uh, it says that I'm finally convinced. Uh, actually, I pulled it up just now. It's in my... Thank you for talking. And we know that all things work together for the good of mm-hmm. those that are called according to his purpose. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. It says, for I'm convinced to continue to be convinced beyond any doubt that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor the present things nor the threatening, nor things, or no powers to come, no height, no death, or anything created that will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is Christ Jesus. And basically, like you said, it was telling us why should we have to be worried about um, confronting the enemy uh, with uh, against these powers and the principalities. Um, and Christ has already disarmed them. When he went to the, he went down to hell during that time for those three days. He went to hell. He automatically disarmed the principality and promises, you know, and he made a spectacle over them. Amen. So he made a spectacle over them and he, he, he triumphed over them, you know, and just overcoming death, he had over, had triumphed over them. So he's saying, you know, for us not to be 
careful of those things. Don't be fearful of anything, like you said, what's getting ready to go for. And, um, you know, people can say that and not, but, yeah, you know, you can say that, but then sometimes it's hard taking in what you just said or what, you know, what was given to you or what was sometimes um, deposited into you, you know. Well, not the fear, but then at the same, same time, you know, what if you was in my shoes? You know, how would you handle this? How would you deal with it? Even though we know the words, but sometimes there, and the reason why that we sometimes doubt ourselves sometimes is because of weapons, because of warfare. I mean, and you're right, because there be times that, you know, that, uh, you know, okay, I know I have to get up, but then it says, I just want to lay here for a while. And I said that this morning. I want to lay here for a little while, because I really, I really wasn't telling my best, but I said, I got to go. You know, because I gotta go do a work and, you know, complete my assignment, you know, and I had to keep telling myself that I'm not gonna be there long. You know, just keep pushing, keep studying. And, you know, and I get through it. I'll get through it. I'm gonna get through it and I'll overcome it. And eventually things will work out. You know, he says no death, no height, no cre- other created thing. That means the only thing that create, God is the only one that creates these things and place them in existence, Yeah, you know, and not allowing, like you say, um, us being distracted on the things, because sometimes it does wears and tear, and it's a wear and tear. I don't know about nobody else on tonight, but I believe it, it was truly, this week was really a wear and tear, you know, um, but because we know that we are wrestling against it, wrestling, which means fight, we're fighting it, but we're fighting something that is invisible that you can't see. And though you see the person in front of you has no integrity, no respect, just root is all out there. But it's something deeper, like an inner lining, uh, what's going on with that individual itself. And it makes it hard because sometimes, you know, because we are still in flesh, you know, we get caught up in flesh. We do get caught up in flesh because... There's always a constant war, you know, between the mind, the spirit, and the soul. So it, it's, it's always a constant um, war, you know, about it and stuff like that, you know. And we have also have to be aware that uh, Satan has his own level of ministers. He has his own, you know, Satan has his own church. Look at he has the 666, okay? Yeah. All right, the man got his own church. The devil got his own church, you know. And people come to church tattoo with six 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 on, you know, six 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 on on their foreheads, on their legs, their thighs. Okay, and um, I remember when somebody had mentioned to me today, like, oh, well, I don't go to church, but I'm a spiritual person. I said, do you know the church is within you? The church has nothing to do with a building. Okay. It, it, it just, you know, what we do is what we believe in, and we assemble ourselves among the body of believers. That's what the church is. It has nothing to do with the building, yeah. you know, because if that's the case, Satan got his own church. He got his own. He got his beliefs, okay? 666, he say, turn it. He say that he is God, okay? He's the almighty one, okay? He said he's the second coming. The, the, the man said who, who actually formed that religion said, he is the second coming of Christ. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we got to look at the the false prophets, apostles, the preachers, the teachers, all of them. We just got to have a stronger gift of discernment to know 
I say it's not about that. She said, I read my word. Yes, word. But it's always good to touch an agreement with someone else that know the word as well so y'all can work together. Because <laughs> strength grows in numbers. And it's about your relationship. It's not about being religious. We have a whole bunch of religious folks. Yeah. But the relationship is not there. The relationship is not there. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's something that we have to look at, you know, and I do run into a lot of people that, okay, I'm, reli- I'm not religious, but I, I, uh, I am spiritual, but I'm not, I don't go to church. I said, didn't Christ was married to the backslider? That's what the words say. He said, Christ was married to the backslider. Okay. He didn't say a building. He said the body of Christ. He ain't talking about, you know, about if you believe, you say you believe that he died for your permission and your sins, and you believe that he is the son of man, you believe he rose and died on the third day, you, you believe these things, then you are a believer. You know? So you have that, and that's what it is, the death, the burial, and resurrection. And that's what, if that's what really what Christianity is about, is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. You know, that is the main part of it, what people take away from, you know, take away from it. But they also try to, uh, the, the, the today's church, uh, try to get away from the, the, the witchcraft and try to go not teaching it, not educating people, not uh, understanding and teaching them. That is the powers and principalities is a, is a total different warring, uh, separate one of angels. I said because remember the powers and principalities operate in the third heaven, right? The third heaven. Where do you think we're at right now? The third heaven. That's how come we have so much warfare going on because if we can identify those powers and those principalities and knowing what they are, you got minions, you got uh, you got helpers, right? You got your sheriff, uh, you got the sheriff, you got every angel, every level of an angel have their different the archangels, right? They have all, every angel have a level of angels, seven actually seven levels. Of, 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 of the height of dimension of angels that represent us. We are actually the lowest. Yeah. Okay. They say, yeah, we are the lowest gods with the lowercase g-o-d. Okay. Because we were created from the capital g-o-d. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, so we can allow people to think, try to treat us that with less than anything because we are created out of, we created directly from him. You know, we're created from him. We are the seed of it. We're the seed of Abraham. We're the seed of Isaac. We're the seed of David. You know, we are the seed. We are, are, are the seed of no We are, and, and, and because that's been continuing on and on and on and on for several, you know, for several years, we are, that is where our generation comes. That is where, you know, knowing the tribes, understanding where the tribes, because each of uh, are actually descended from the tribe, right, to get a, a understanding of it. But going back to the principalities and powers, knowing what they are, like you said, knowing how to recognize them, knowing what your defensive weapon is, and knowing what your offensive weapon is. Just like on a football team, you know, you have your offense and your defense, right? 
So you got your your, your offense is the one that you said that um, the the offense is the one that that, that goes at. They're like on the front line, you know. They're on the front line, but then your your defense they the one have all the have all the physical armor, you know. They got that weight, they got that power. So when they think they try to knock the quarterback down, they can't because their defense is so strong. You ain't gonna be able to just slap the quarterback around, just like that. You're not gonna slap God around or slap you know anyone that's representing the body of Christ around because if you have a, a strong defense and a strong offense. We can win the battle. Yeah. We can fight it. Yeah. You know, yeah. he didn't equip us for nothing. Yeah, he said the Bible says the battle is not yours; is the Lord. But at the same time, at some point, there is a time in the season that we have to stand and fight on our own. Yeah. yeah. With the help of the Lord, but we have to stand and fight because you know the Scripture talks about the time and the season to do this and to do that. Okay, there's a time in the season that you do got to kick butt. There's a time in the season that we may have to stand back and rethink our strategy, whatever, because something, something, like you said, something not adding up. We may have to go back to the drawing board because maybe the defense, if the defense make team is not as strong enough, which means the prayer, you got the, the prayer warriors. Think about it, the prayer warriors and the prayer intercessors. The intercessors, you know, the intercessors are like the offense, but then the, 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 the uh, defense is the warriors. Because they're on the they're 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 like they're 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 on the on they're on the front line. Yeah. They're fighting. They're fighting. But the intercessors are the ones that send to get. They're like right there. But the defense has to protect the intercessors. Yeah. The warriors have to protect the intercessors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. Most and time, um, most people don't recognize what they do and and how important to know where the weapons are. No, they don't. They re- they really don't because um, like I said they really don't because like I said the um, you always hear every time oh let's get the prayer warriors together okay well you got prayer warriors but you 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 always talking about the defense but what about the offense you got to be the one to intercede how you gonna how you gonna fight something that you don't even know what you're up against but you intercede you can see what you're up against the warrior all the warrior does is fight fight what they see. You know, probably they fight what they see, but the intercessor is the one that stands in the gap for what's ahead, what's in front of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Christ stood in the gap for us, right? So if Christ stood in the gap for us, then now the warriors come up, they step up. We got a defense team now. Yeah. And you know? a lot of churches don't teach on that. No, they don't. No, they don't because they're afraid. They're they're afraid. They're afraid, and a lot of them don't really don't know the difference. They don't. They don't know the difference. Um, yeah, they only teach what they what they know. That's why I said it's nothing wrong. Let me tell you something. Ain't nothing wrong. Uh, uh, besides studying the word, getting your college education in that. Because all it did was expand your horizon and, and go in more depth teaching. That's the only difference. Don't mean that means more depth. It's more in depth in the word. But all it did was expand it, like the history, like you said, the background behind why things are happening, explaining things why it's happening. You don't know what's happening. How you expect to explain something you don't even know what it's about? You don't know what it's about. You have no clue where it came from. 
Yeah, and then see the enemy now wants to let the people be afraid and nervous, you know. Just gotta mm-hmm. know, you know you know, who who's in charge and try not to worry. Yeah. My God. You know, my message sure, is um it says mm-hmm. um it says it says a, a thousand might I fall at my side, but you won't, you yeah. know, so you have to worry about to worry about those things. Just trust God and do what he tells you to do. That's yeah. Once that word gets them, it says the word of God, what cuts like a two-edged sword. So they'll tell you right there, that's our offense right there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's not going to just pierce the person you're giving the word to. It's going to pierce the person that's saying, speaking the word. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You know what I'm saying? It's not gonna just do that. It's gonna pierce both both parts of the body, you know, both both edges, both sides. Yeah. Because you want it to be effective. Yeah, uh, that's right. But they just think, but they just think, but they just think the word of God is that man should not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Right? Man should not live by bread alone. So they're telling you it's not just the word of God that we need, but it's the praying, it's the fasting, it's the interceding. And fighting, warring with the enemy. So it's more than that. More than that. It's more. It's more than that. You read, yeah, you can read all you want, but if you're not warring against it and understanding it, 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 it warring against what you're wrestling against in the uh, in, uh, that you can't see and haven't you haven't identified yet, then the word is not being effective. It really is not being effective. So, man, how many scriptures you can quote this, that, whatever? And it really, no. But what happened is it said, it said man should not live by bread alone. So that means to tell you, bread right there alone means the word. Not alone. You can't just, not just the word. It's another word. In other words, like you said, the offense is the word of God. But you need the defense too. You can kick all the word with, but if you ain't got no battle, no, you don't have no, you don't have no defense tactics to back that word up. How you expect the word to really go through and penetrate and do what it does? Can't do it if 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 if, if we're not equipped. And if the enemy, we, we have to realize we have to have strategy. Mm-hmm. And any time people go into war, they always have strategies. Mm-hmm. And, and then we don't we don't know we don't know how to. Use strategies in order to win the battle. You know. You know. So, but that's what I'm God that gave me tonight about knowing our, our weapons of our warfare. That's all. Things say Ephesians 1 and 21 said, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness, right? And brought us into the kingdom of a son he loves. So he gave us a he gave us the he he rescued me, saved me to rescue. He pulled us from he pulled us from that. When he did that, he had already saved us from the time that he died. When he died, he reconciled us back. All we had to do was confess it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And see, a lot of us haven't confessed it yet. Well, not realizing that he had already did it. It's just okay. You just didn't do the other part, like confess that you did it, 
or acknowledge that he did it. Acknowledge that he reconciled. He, he gave us a second chance. Acknowledge, right? Yeah. So he said, acknowledge him and what he shall direct our path or direct our ways or direct our, our, our decision-making or whatever. So if we don't never acknowledge him, even though we already know that he died and rose again, he reconciled right then through his death. He reconciled. I mean, he gave us a second chance through his death. Yeah. Why do they? Say, why do you think that it always talk about when we uh, when we die, we have a second death? So you got your first death, which is the physical, right? The physical body, which is the human human spirit. The last part that goes is your spirit. It's the spirit. Right? Wouldn't it be the, the spirit? Would it be the last part to go? Yeah, because that's why they can still hear you when, you, when you're still alive. Even though you might right. can't respond, you can still hear you. The doctor told me one day that the last thing people go to is where they die, they can still hear. They can right. hear you. Yeah. Oh. Yes. So they can hear you, right. So if they can hear you, that lets you know that. Like you said, the, the the human spirit already gone, but that 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 that, that spirit, that the human spirit, the the, the spirit of that's rest in you, leaves after the fact. And do you know that word? That word, um, spirit means pneuma. It means the right pneuma. The right. Wind, the wind. Mm-hmm. The wind. So the wind of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Pneuma. Exactly. So once he leaves, that's it. There's no activity, no hearing, no nothing. It's already done. It's done what is already accomplished. You know, what it does that. Amen, amen, amen. You know, and they say it because we don't have to feel death as well. Because we got a first, a, a primary death and a secondary death, you know. But even right now, you could still be alive right now, physically alive, but you could be spiritually dead. And a lot of people are walking around dead. They're yeah, they're like dead men walking. Uh huh. Yeah, because that's a message have... I did one time. Dead with a dead man walking. Yeah. You know, you walking around they, dead. And I think they can hear even if they can't respond. Because I mm-hmm. remember when my mom passed away, um, the first, the last thing she did, she looked at me and a and a tear fell out of her eye. So I, right. I think they understand the death. Um, and stuff. Yeah. So we have to. Um, know that God is God knows of all of us, our inner man, outer man and everything. So and there's nothing hidden, so we have to confess our sins to God and repent. You know. You can go to church, but if you have not repented and given your life to lot, you still don't get in. Right. You know. You don't have to go to church to repent and get on your knees mm-hmm. right where you are and repent. Mm-hmm. Ask God forgive me. Um, come into my life, you know, and kind of, yeah. And then some people have been turned off by, by church because they've been hurt or been despaired or disconfused. Right, and I think that's what, that's what, that's why a lot of people, when I speak to a lot of people, they, they, um, I mean, he's allowed me to witness to a lot of people on the job now, because even with that. You know, when it's a spiritual person, but I'm just not in church. I said, you know, the church is within you. 
the church has nothing to do with a building. It has nothing to do with a building. It's a, that's just a building of worship that everybody has the same belief and they worship together. I say, but you have to know it for yourself. And then when you're dwelling among the body of believers that, that believes in uh, it believes in the belief, that's where your strength comes from. You know, not just being by yourself. Anybody can be by themselves. You can be alone by yourself, but you have to dwell among the body of believers. Now, it's nothing wrong with going into it. It's, it's wonderful going into the building. Yeah, if everybody on one accord in the building, that'd be great. But it starts it starts from where we're at now. You know? It shouldn't happen when you come in there. Come in a building, there's so much negativity when you're going into a building. That means that, that means they don't have a they That just simply says that they, they don't have a personal relationship with God outside that building. That's all it is. That's just religious. They're just being religious, but they don't have a relationship. That's why a lot of people get turned off. And that's a discernment thing. It's a discernment. And, and, and would you believe it or not, a lot of the non-believers have a discernment. They know what, what it looks like, what it, what it feels like. They they know. Don't know that because they'll, they'll turn around and say, you know, heart meet being safe, and they'll go to church. Right. right. Yeah. Because discernment is a gift. Well, the thing is, you can get saved. You can get you get get saved on the street corner. You don't necessarily have to mean you have to be in the building to be saved on the street corner. Yeah. You can you get saved anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere, as long as you accept Christ your personal savior, and it's out of out of two three witnesses, so it's true. If someone actually um, confessing the prayer or whatever and stuff like that, you did what you're supposed to do. You know. People don't know that they're doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah, that's like you say, that's the key. Knowing, knowing your battle, knowing, knowing exactly what your weaponry is, like you said, is very important. Yeah. I love it. Amen. 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 That was that was a definitely in depth and time tonight. So and powerful. Amen. For those who want to tune in, um, constitute. Tuesday night and Thursday night and Sunday night. Amen. Feel free for more information. Give us a call. Give us a call. Give us the ELR part, uh, part that it's your, uh, the podcast team. Give us a call at 1-636-422-0344. 1-636-422-0344. If they can get in, they can send in their prayer request. Spread that number around. They want to... Um, do a prayer request, or they just want to tune in or connect with us. They connect us, we can get their telephone numbers, and we actually can send text messages from now. We actually can send text messages from our podcast number. Okay, yes, y'all, please call us with prayer requests and call mm-hmm. us with anything that you really want or you want right. to, to touch and agree with. Um, right. Us, because we're just, we just like Paul, a servant of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just uh, they can call in. They can call in on that line, and they will um, do a conference a conference call right on right in the midst of that. So, I say it can be done. Can be done on that. So if everybody can have them, anybody that want to connect with us or even be our guest, 
uh, or just tune in. You know, we have so far we have very faithful listeners uh, tuning in to us weekly. Amen. And we give God glory for that, that people are really tuning in and they're listening. Uh, listening to a, yeah, some people, they, you know, they be skeptical. They'll call in and they'll hang up, whatever. Uh, which is awesome uh, because you know they 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 got they they, they got some attention. We must yeah. got their attention. So, but then they turn around and play it back. So, they got okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good. You know, I mean, so currently right now we have a total of three hundred and thirty-eight plays. Thank you. Right now, um, sitting right now in our queue right now. Um. We give God glory, you know, for us continually uh, working on um, getting better uh, and expanding. You know, we have some other things coming up. Amen. Midnight Cry will be next month. And then uh, Better for Worse will be next month. Amen. So we're trying to get that together, guys. And we can't wait for everybody to tune in for those nights. Amen. Just the tune in for like, you know, we always try to have something at least once or every other month. Amen. The Kingdom Builders, we have every other month different people. We always want to try to have different people. And one that working together. So we just, you know, just working together. Anybody can become a part of it. It's always open to anybody. As long as you, 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 you're in the body of Christ, hey, it, it's open to anybody. It has nothing to do with, uh, Yes. offices and titles and stuff, so we give God glory for that. Um, definitely, everybody, just keep prayer and everything. There's a lot of things going on with the coronavirus. Amen. Um, things are happening and being affected um, in the different counties. So we just keep people being friendly. We can't live in fear. Amen. We just have to be aware and just take precaution. Amen. Take precaution. Amen. So we, uh, we give God glory tonight. We thank God for everybody turning, tuning in to the Master of Prayer tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Amen. Dr. Puffer is going to be And um, tune in on Sunday Night Explosion. Amen. 8.30 Eastern Standard Time, 7.30 Central Standard Time. Amen. By yours truly, Dr. E.O. Robertson. So on tonight, we just thank God. On tonight, tune in. To our pages, we have um, our Twitter page, Amen. Everybody, tune into our Twitter page and everything. And we're trying to work on an Instagram to uh, to build, Amen, uh, a business Instagram because um, we want to expand, um, working towards their expanding even with even with uh, connecting with the visual TVN, Amen, and sparking the word network wants to connect. Amen. So we just thank God on that uh, for what he is going on tonight. Yeah, the Word Network. I got an email from the Word Network. Uh, yeah, the Word Network. Yeah. So people have been listening, guys. Yes, yes, yes. It's the first time I heard for the Word Network. I was supposed to go like almost a year ago, but at my, because of my circumstances, I couldn't go uh, to be on the, on, on the Word Network. Amen. But never really yeah. Mm-hmm. God never makes mistakes. Um, God opened up a door for us guys That's to even connect. Uh, eventually, end up having a TV, a TV broadcast for ELR Prophetic Show. Yes. So 
You never know God or God is going to open up the door. Yes, we've been praying. Yeah, just continue to keep praying. Amen. That God will do. We just walk into the right doors. Yes. And give us that opportunity. Amen. So we can go forward. We just need people to be faithful what they're doing. Be faithful our night and be consistent. And I notice when we're when we are consistent, it's uh, I know sometimes we be tired of our body, but we have to learn to stand in the gap for one another. Amen. Even when we tired our body, stand in the gap for one another. So because it be nice that sometimes we may not, you know, be um you know where our frame of mind is. We always have a team. Always have a team to kind of step in to keep it going. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I have to be on the call anyway, to because to make sure that our to our tech the technical part is flowing. Yeah, um, technical, the technical part. Amen. So we, we um, amen. We give God the glory. Like I said, we picking up on some stuff, and um, Apostle may want to do something once a month. Amen. Uh, Rotten tape on the podcast, so we 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 excited about that and stuff like that. At least once a month, nothing wrong once a month. Well, every now and then, and everything. It's always the to keep our regular show, our regular time, but you know, put other times in between so we can remember what the key is to not just have the body of Christ listening to it, but you want people that are not saved. Listening, so we can, so they can, yeah, so we can compel them to come back to Christ. Yeah. Because, like I said, sometimes the physical church may not reach them at that time, and the word that been taught may lead them to the right, to the right ministry. You never know. See, that's the key. People think about, but see, that's a kingdom-minded person. See, a kingdom-minded person is gonna give them the word, and whatever ministry they. God speak to them concerning joining it, they're going to join. Yeah. That's kingdom. That has nothing to do with the church. Church is just, you join my church, you join my ministry. It ain't got nothing to do with you. No, when you talk about the kingdom, that, that ain't your church. That's God's ministry. That's the kingdom. The kingdom at large is everybody. Yeah, that's what we want to do. We want to build kingdom. Mm-hmm. Still can't do it. When people start realizing that, I think uh, everybody will be able to flow better. They'll be able to flow better. Be much, and it won't be such a struggle. It won't be a fight. It won't be a fight because everybody's on the same page. Yeah. But when everybody's not on the same page, it makes it hard. You know, he just gave us the to be a, the visionary just to run it. It says visionary. That don't mean we the visionary. The visionary means someone that just ran ran the vision that God gave us. That's what a visionary is. Not we're. He's the vision. But he's just giving it to us to work it. That's it. He's just giving it to us to work it, and that's what he's doing in this season. Amen. That he's giving us the vision to work it. And I'm going to work it. Mm-hmm. I want to be faithful. Amen. For those who want to, mm-hmm. go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I'm finished. Okay. Amen. Okay. Hey, for those who want to tune in to us also, uh, want to support the episodes and keep our episodes running on ELR Prophetship, we are currently on nine platforms. 
now platform. So to send a monthly donation, all you have to go to is to anchor.fm forward slash ELR prophetic shift forward slash support, S-U-P-P-O-R-T, and pull it up. You have all of the all of the recent episodes there. You also have a donation button. So for those who want to become a monthly supporter of the podcast, we have the buttons right there. Amen. We don't get that information, amen, and, uh, but we do um, receive the payment when it comes to or receive the donation that is coming through to continue to keep us, to continue to um, spread the word. Amen. Spread the word of God on, on throughout the week. Amen. Amen. So we thank God for tuning in on tonight. Amen. To ELI Prophetic Shift on tonight. And we are signing off. Amen. On, on tonight. God bless you. Okay. Have a good night. Good night. God bless you.